I really feel that the embodiment work was the most impactful for me and, and life-changing, really. Up until the point of working with you, I was always really driven by my head. And I was trying to heal through my head and solve my problems through my head. And um, I knew mindset work and limiting beliefs and looking for evidence that my limiting be beliefs are you know, not true. And that was all in my head. And then the moment that you guided me to get into my body and to feel that sadness of my inner child not feeling safe to be seen and to be able to hold her and hold myself physically, that was what was so impactful. That was something that was like I'd never experienced that before. Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. I'm your host, Amy Natalie, women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide, and creator of The Feminine Codes. This podcast is designed to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your frequency, and empower your mindset. We cover everything from increasing your confidence, trusting your intuition, deepening intimacy in your relationships, and magnetizing abundance into your life. Each week, you'll receive a new episode filled with feminine wisdom and inspiration to remind you of the magic that already lives inside of you. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to this week's guest episode with a dear soul client of mine, Natalie Griffey, where we're going to be talking about her journey with feminine empowerment coaching and really how she shifted from a more masculine-oriented approach to her personal growth to a more feminine embodied approach. And I'm excited for you to hear about her journey of really embodying her confidence and stepping into her feminine expression and into her soul purpose. And before we dive into our conversation with Natalie, I first want to say Thank you so, so much to all of my beautiful listeners who have already purchased a copy of my book, The Feminine Way. These past few weeks have been so expansive, seeing all of you receiving your books and hearing about your experience reading The Feminine Way is truly lighting up my soul. So if you have received your book, I would like to invite you to leave a rating and review for the book on Amazon or wherever you purchase your book. That is the best way to support The Feminine Way to reach more people around the world. And also, if you have not received your book or if you've not ordered it yet, then this is a great time to do so for the holidays, purchasing a copy for yourself, putting it on your gift list, and or ordering it for a loved one, for a sister, for a friend, or a woman in your community. So you can find The Feminine Way on Amazon, on Barnes & Nobles, anywhere that you can purchase books. There's an ebook version of it. Or if you go to your local bookstore and request The Feminine Way, they will be able to order it for you as well if you'd like to support your local bookstores. All right, my loves. So we are going to get into this conversation with Natalie. And before we do, I just want to share one more reminder or one more announcement 
that the next round for my group coaching program, the multidimensional woman is starting in February. And I do also have one private mentorship spot for the embodied leader mentorship that is starting in January. So as you're listening to this conversation with Natalie, if you are ready to take this next step in receiving support and guidance and mentorship on your own feminine growth journey, then I invite you to go ahead and scroll down in the show notes. You'll find the link with the info for the multidimensional woman. And then you can also send me a message on Instagram if you're interested in the private mentorship spot that I have available. Enjoy this conversation and we will see you on the other side. Hello, Natalie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be in this space with you. Hi, Amy. Yes, I am excited to be here as well. Always love being in your energy. Mm, yeah, I have had so much fun getting to know you over these past, I would say, four, a little bit over four months now. I know that you've been in my world for a while and we've been connected for a while on Instagram and you came to some of my online events and it's been really, really beautiful to dive deeper and also to see such beautiful like such a beautiful expression and confident woman evolving and coming through you. So I'm excited today to take our listeners behind the scenes to share about your awakening journey, your empowerment journey, and specifically around your self-expression and embodiment journey, because that's really where I've seen the biggest growth for you personally and also within your business. So welcome, welcome. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. And for our listeners who are new to you, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you. Who are you and what are you up to in the world? So I'm Natalie, Natalie Griffey, and um, I am a life coach. I am based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I am a native here, um, which is apparently rare these days. There's so many different transplants here in the area, which is cool. Um, I live with my husband. We have four cats somehow. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I love working with people to guide them as they connect with their passion and express themselves through that passion and express themselves confidently. I have uh, been a dancer, I've been in theater, I've I've sung, I have been a baker, um, event planner, wedding coordinator. So I, you know, have experience in all of the things. And uh, it's always fun to connect with people and see what they're most passionate about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you're sitting here sharing about the ways that you are empowering others on their journeys. And just a few years ago, not even that long ago, you were working in a career that wasn't as fulfilling, that felt really depleting for you. So take us back to what that experience was like for you before you started pursuing your soul calling. Yeah. So before I really started to pursue my soul calling, I was going back and forth between entrepreneurship a lot. Like I knew that I wanted to have something of my own and create in a way that felt good to me, but there was always this doubt um, that it was possible, that I was capable, that it would be 
uh, lucrative and I was working different jobs. I was working part-time jobs and none of it just felt aligned for me and it was burning me out. And uh, yeah, I was really craving to step into this phase of my life that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned some of the doubts and fears that you had and mm -hmm. this kind of passion to do something that felt aligned. Like that's what you're feeling in your soul. And then on the other hand, working these jobs and, and feeling maybe unfulfilled, but also wanting more. And oftentimes I see so many women have these deep dreams and desires inside of them, but it's the limiting beliefs and the fears that stop them from really going for it. So I'd love for you to share some of the biggest blocks that were getting in your way of fully stepping into your power of fully stepping into your role as a life coach. Like what were some of the biggest things that showed up for you? So a lot of the fears that I had were that I would not be capable of taking care of myself and running a business, or I wouldn't be capable of taking care of my husband or a family and be able to run my business. Um, I have an autoimmune disease, so I have ulcerative colitis. Uh, so there was a big fear around if I have a lot of responsibility, if I have my own business, if it becomes successful, will I be able to handle it with my health situation? Um, and then just being sort of wary of what does it feel like to feel powerful? That's unknown and a little bit scary. So all of that kind of prevented me from committing to myself mm -hmm. and my business. Yeah. And some of those fears, it sounds like you're really aware of them now and you're you're like, oh, I'm afraid of success. What if I'm really successful and then I can't take care of myself and my my health starts to to decline or suffer? And you have awareness over those now, but for a long time, those were subconscious for you. We just procrastinate or we self-sabotage or we find reasons not to do it. And we don't always know the root fear or the root belief of why we're not going for the things that we want to go for, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can say now, you're like, oh, these are the things that I know were holding me back. But I really want to highlight that for, for many people, it's more of the feeling stuck and frustrated that they're not taking action, but not actually understanding why that is. So I find it to be helpful when you share what some of your challenges were and blocks were, because I'm sure as our listeners are tuning in and hearing your story and getting to feel what your journey has been like, they can really see themselves in you as well. So before we started working together, you had already been exploring entrepreneurship kind of in and out of it. And what do you feel was the main thing that like drew you to diving deeper into coaching together? So I, like you said, had been following you for a few years and just always felt um, connected to you in some way or inspiring me. And I did several of your free workshops and always got something out of them. I think it was just this decision to commit to myself and trust myself. And you allowed me to feel safe to do that. And um, I knew that I could get to this place that I'm in right now, eventually, 
but I knew that it would take a lot of trial and error, which is what I had experienced in the past. I always knew that I struggled with my confidence and um, I would just go on these cycles of feeling confident, putting myself out there, not being completely energetically aligned, burning out, and then going back to hide again. And you told me, what if we could shorten that that circuit and shorten that cycle and get you back into your empowered self? Um, rather than, I mean, it was weeks, months I would spend in my hiding mode. Um, so it was that and um, just really feeling the need for support. And you mm -hmm. gave that to me. Yeah. I love what you shared that we can eventually get to where we want to be. I trust that that is possible. And I was actually just thinking about this earlier today. So intuitively, I feel like I was like tapping into what we we're going to talk about here. But yeah, you can get there. And the time that it takes to get there, the trial and error, the energy, the effort, the figuring it out versus let me hire a mentor and a guide who's been there, who has the tools, who can show me through this process. And I, I'm sharing this, that this is what I do with my clients, but I've also hired mentors and coaches and, you know, really invested and, and really believed in myself and been open to receiving the support that's going to help me to get there because I was tired of struggling and trying to figure it out. And it is pretty exhausting eventually when you're like, shit, is there a shortcut? And the answer is there is a shortcut, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. And I know that we did a lot of deep work together specifically around the emotions that came up and the the things that were blocking your confidence and your self-expression. We had to take a deep look at those. So I know we did a lot of inner child healing together, that the embodiment work that we did was really powerful for you. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what, what was the most insightful for you? What was the most supportive for you through the deeper work that we did together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really feel that the embodiment work was the most impactful for me and, and life-changing, really, um, because up until the point of working with you, I was always really driven by my head and I was trying to heal through my head and solve my problems through my head. And, um, I knew mindset work and limiting beliefs and looking for evidence that my limiting be beliefs are, you know, not true. And that was all in my head. And then the moment that you guided me to get into my body and to feel that sadness of my inner child not feeling safe to be seen and to be able to hold her and hold myself physically, that was what was so impactful. That was something that was like, I'd never experienced that before. And being such a kinesthetic person, like I grew up dancing, I've always done yoga. Um, it makes much more sense for me to process things through my body than it does through my mind. So yeah, I'm so glad that you introduced me to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, most of my work, I mean, all of my work is with women. And I feel like this applies for men too. There's a huge embodiment piece for men. It looks very different for men. But what I've found is what you just shared about is 
women, we are so emotion-based, we're so feeling-based, and that happens in the body. And when we can get to those deeper layers of somatic healing and get to those deeper emotional layers and energetic blocks in the body, and we can learn how to be with those and to create safety for those emotions. And when we can be with that shame and that discomfort and that grief, and when we can hold ourselves in that instead of stuffing it down or putting it away in a filing cabinet and just pushing it aside because we don't know how to deal with it, that's where the the deeper transformation starts to happen when we can release these energies and emotions from the body so that they stop getting in our way of being our authentic selves and putting ourselves out there and being all of who we are. So yeah, what have you found through learning how to hold yourself through the embodiment sessions? What do you feel has shifted for you internally with your confidence? Let's let's start there. Okay. Yeah. So when I can tell my, I can use all the affirmations, right? I can say I'm a confident person. I am a beautiful woman, right? And those were the things I had been doing in the past. And yet I still struggled with my confidence. And to be able to move as a confident woman and to know what that feels like and to know what it feels like and how your body would create if you felt powerful, that was the biggest change for me. Um, again, just getting out of the head and getting into the body because you can you can hype yourself up and you can do mirror work and all of that's great. Um, but unless you really can connect to the feeling of it, um, that's what I've learned is just so powerful for confidence in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in feeling powerful and feeling confident, how do you, how has that shifted the way that you're showing up in your life or in your business? What are you noticing from that place of embodied confidence? I start most of my days getting into that feeling. And I really do feel as though I'm able to take action from that place, from that I am connecting to that version of me who isn't worried what other people are thinking, who isn't afraid to take big action that might be scary. I went on a solo trip by myself. I took a vacation to Asheville, got to meet you. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never traveled by myself. And so that was a big deal for me and a big action to take and to just spend time with myself. Um, I started making offers for my business. And, uh, I had a three day workshop, which was really just healing for me and empowering for me and just provided me with so much connection. Um, like, as you know, I went and got a tattoo. (laughs) Mm Yeah. Let's talk more. Let's talk more about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Um, you, you got this tattoo. It's your first tattoo. And it was something that you were really, you know, had been thinking about again for a long time doing. And yeah, tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you and the significance of getting that tattoo. Yeah. I had wanted this tattoo since I was 16 and I had a uh, hoodie from my dance department in high school that had these figures, these dancers on the back of the hoodie. And I always thought, oh, that would be a cool tattoo. But 
I'm never really going to get a tattoo. Like, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have a tattoo, but it's not like I'm ever going to actually take that step. And um, yeah, I guess through the past few months and, and working with you, I thought, well, why not? It's an expression of me. I've wanted it. And I trust that it's, you know, right for me. And um, it doesn't matter what anybody else has to think about it, right? Because I know my mom is not a big fan of tattoos. My dad hated when I got my nose pierced. Um, no one in my family has any tattoos or colored hair or anything like that. So I knew it would be shocking. And I've always had this fear of, you know, disappointing my parents and disappointing people. But um, it just felt really me. And I did it and I love it. <laughs> mm, I love your tattoo too. And I actually have a similar experience. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I, I got two small tattoos uh, about a year and a half ago in, in 2021. And I had also been wanting to get a tattoo for a while. And, you know, that's similar to in my family. It's not something that we do. And there's a lot of judgment around tattoos and things like that. And yeah, it was definitely one of those things where it was like, oh my God, what are other people going to think? And I think when you come to this place of embodied confidence, which is such a deep process, the the whole shift that happens is instead of, oh, what are other people are going to think, that might still be there, but it doesn't dictate your actions. It doesn't stop you from being yourself. So even if that voice is there, even if the fear is there, it's no longer running the show. And this is just one example of self-expression, right? So for some people, it might be getting a tattoo. For some people, it might be dressing a different way. Um, for some people, it might be, you know, dancing and moving their body sensually. There's so many ways that we suppress our self-expression because we're afraid of what other people are going to think, whether it's our parents or people from the past that are still following you online or an ex-boyfriend or even a current partner. It's like when you're evolving and growing, it can be scary to really show who you really are. That's where the most freedom is. And mm -hmm. you love your tattoo. And yeah, it just feels more like symbolic of, it's not specifically about the tattoo. It's symbolic of the transformation of stepping into yourself and really living as your authentic self. Yeah, absolutely. And um, when I was taking my solo trip, I knew I wanted to swim in the rivers and the mountains. And I was there, I was having a great time in the water. And I realized, you know, no one has walked by in 20 minutes. Okay. And you know what I really want to do? I really want to be topless in this river. So I, I went topless, you know, and yes, somebody walked by, but it, I would have never done that in the past. I did do like a goddess bath with my cousin years ago. And I remember even being with my cousin who I've known since I was born, I was afraid to be topless in that situation. But this summer, it's like, I just couldn't wait to be free and be myself and not have to worry about what everybody's thinking about. Mm -hmm. So I've experienced yeah. a lot of different little shifts like that. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. 
And as you're sharing that, it actually brings me back to another element of what what I've seen shift within you and some some big awakenings is around your relationship with your body. And yeah, if there's anything that you want to share, I know coming from the dance world and just being a woman in a body in our world today can be, can we can have so much, yeah, so much shame, so much judgment, criticism towards our own bodies. And, and I'm curious, yeah, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what has shifted in your relationship with your body. Yeah, and that's because of the embodiment work, the fact that my relationship with my body has shifted. Um, I never spent time putting my hands on my body, you know, or um, dancing in a sensual way and or or holding myself when I didn't feel, you know, pretty enough or, or good enough. And that physical representation of just honoring my body has been really powerful for me to release a lot of the shame that I've learned from being a dancer, from having a mother who's really concerned about body image. And um, yeah, so I'm really happy about that. And I, I love touching myself now. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. I know it's such a foreign concept for so many people when we have shame around our body and when we feel disconnected from our body, we are disconnected from our natural sensual essence. We specifically as feminine beings, but as humans, we are sensual beings and we really get a lot of pleasure from sensations, whether that's touching our skin or or giving ourselves a massage or having a yummy essential oil or a yummy delicious bite of food or feeling the breeze on your skin. All of these things are are really sensory and dancing sensually. And there's so much, yeah, taboo around pleasure in our culture. And so I love that through embodiment work, you've really been connecting to your body in a different way and awakening that sensuality and that pleasure. And I I think I heard the word honoring your body. And that's such a different way to relate to our bodies because usually it's where can we, how can we make our bodies smaller? How can we make them different? How can we change our bodies? And there's so much about what do I not like about my body versus, oh, I'm so grateful for my body and my body is so intelligent and so wise and really being in this reverence and this honoring of, oh, what does my body want and need right now versus what should I do? What type of exercise should I do? All of these shoulds versus, okay, learning how to listen to what your body actually needs. Yeah. And I think a big piece of what you just said is honoring the wisdom that your body has. And through embodiment work, I've recognized the wisdom that my body has. Um, mm. Ooh, I just got like chills. So, um, yeah, why would you not honor that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious if you have any examples about how your body guides you or experiences where your body lets you know if something feels good or not good. Or, like, yeah, tell me a little bit more about listening to the wisdom of your body. I've always listened to my body as far as foods that I'm eating because I have a digestive disease. Um, so that that's always been something that's really on my mind. Um, one thing I didn't always listen to, though, 
was when I needed rest. And I am so much of a pusher and I have lived the majority of my life in my masculine energy and just go, go, go and don't stop to flow. Don't stop to feel. Don't stop to write. Um, just keep pushing. And so recognizing when I need to slow down, when I need to play more, when I need to, um, you know, forget about the to-do list and just rest. Um, that's felt really good. And I, I know that that's going to allow me to have more uh, sustainability in my business. Yeah. That word sustainable is exactly where it's at. It's like when we're constantly in that masculine overdrive and we're not creating space to listen to our bodies that's where we get into burnout and mm -hmm. where it isn't sustainable to keep operating in that way. Yeah. And that's the cycle that I was in was push, 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 and then burn out. And, you know, I realized this isn't working. Maybe I should listen to my body. Maybe she is wise. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. She is very wise. And I love how you've been tuning in and really prioritizing and, and really honoring what she's telling you. And it is challenging. You know, we have so much programming around, like you said, the hyper-masculine, always being productive, always checking things off the to-do list. And there is so much magic that happens when we do give ourselves permission to rest. You're a creative. You know this so well. It's like we can't force creativity. And when we're feeling tired and when we're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out or stressed out, it stumps our creativity. And when we actually give ourselves time to rest and we feel nourished, that's for me when I find that I have the most creative ideas come through, the most inspiration come through, the most intuitive guidance come through. But because we haven't learned in our culture to honor that and to respect that, we we miss out on that magic a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've loved all these aspects that we've been been diving into around, you know, body image and self-expression and confidence. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what it was like to be in a coaching container with me and with other women. I know that you had been in some of my free events and there's a big difference between doing, you know, the live <laughs> free events and actually being in an intimate space and receiving coaching support. So yeah, if you can share what that was like and anything about that space that felt really supportive for your growth and expansion. Well, first of all, the commitment that you make to yourself when you join a program, a group coaching program, when you decide to work with a coach, when you decide to get guidance, that commitment in and of itself is transformational. Um, you learn to trust yourself more. And um, so that was the first thing. It's always great to be in community with people because you realize that we're all struggling with the same things. It takes you out of that feeling of isolation and takes you into a place of feeling supported and feeling like you're not alone. So um, I, I loved the group component and you just hold such a safe space for all of your clients, you know, speaking for myself, um, 
I always like I see something about myself like myself in you there's like a familiarity and um, it allows me to trust myself even more because of the way you are so embodied and who you are um, yeah so that it's just really inspirational to be in your energy and um, and that program was really supportive for me to make some mm. changes yeah, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I know today we've talked a lot about the more embodiment and the emotional growth, personal growth aspect of our coaching. And in our work together, we also did a lot of practicality of, okay, how do you actually put yourself out there to get clients? How do you create an offer that feels really reflective of yourself? And I really see that as a big journey for women as they come into their power and their confidence, regardless whether they want to be a coach or a healer or a mentor, it's more about, okay, how do I want to be in service to others? Because all of that mental energy that of self-doubt and body image criticism and all of the mental energy that goes into that, it can often take away from us putting ourselves out there and of being in service to others. And so I love this evolution that you've been through of how it served you so much personally and now how you're bringing that forward and and offering it to other women as well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm excited and and you um you really held that vision for me the whole time, which is a vision that I didn't necessarily have all the time. You held that for me. And I remember mm. there was something, um, like, like I see you taking action. And I was like, yeah, I need to take action. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough healing, enough thinking about it, enough feeling about it and let's make moves. So, um, thank you for that. I'm really happy to be in the place that I am in now. Mm, yeah, it's so beautiful to witness this expression of you and to really see you taking that consistent action and showing up for your vision and your mission. I'm really excited for all of the clients that are going to get to work with you and the the community that you're building. It takes a lot of courage. So I'm really celebrating you for how you've shown up to this mentorship. And I'm so grateful to have you in my alumni membership and that we get to continue doing this work together. Yeah, same. All right, my love. So for the women who are listening, who want to get to know you more, want to learn more about your coaching, specifically women who are creatives and feel blocked in that area and they want to feel more confident and more self-expressed, um, where can they find you? So I, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Natalie Griffey coaching on Instagram. Um, I do some, uh, different workshops and things every now and then, and I have my signature group coaching program now called the confident creative. Um, so those are all ways you can, you can find me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're going to put the link to your Instagram in the show notes that way. People can come find you. And yeah, if you feel inspired to connect more deeply with Natalie, sending her a message, I'm sure she would welcome that. Um, I know that there was a lot that you shared in this conversation that is really valuable for our community. So thank you so much for showing up, for sharing, for being you. And I'm really excited to see how your journey continues to unfold. 
Thank you. I look forward to it as well. And I'm just so grateful for your guidance and you shining your light so that other people can do the same. Mm, it is my true pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, love. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you found value from this conversation, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I always love hearing from you. Send me a message. Let me know your takeaways. Also, I have a beautiful free gift for you. If you have not already downloaded the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20-minute audio guide for you to listen to in the morning to start your day feeling empowered and embodied. You can find the link for that recording in the show notes. And lastly, if you are a regular listener here and you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to leave a rating and a review. This is the best way to support this podcast in reaching more women around the world. To leave a rating and a review, you can scroll down on the podcast app on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes and leave a quick review to share what you love most about this podcast and how it has impacted your life. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Feminine Frequency.